Welcome back to The Chair Project. I'm Ted, and I'm actually in my car at the moment. I've got the chair in the boot, and I'm heading over to East Cornwall to catch up with Tom. We're going to be filming the next episode of The Chair Project this evening, uh, and we're really excited about this one. We're having a chat with a group of bell ringers who get together every Tuesday evening and ring the bells in Maker Heights, just near Corsand. It's sure to be a lovely chat and we're really looking forward to sharing it. If you haven't listened to episode one yet, uh, our chat with Sarah Walsh and the Perrinporth Blue Tits, make sure you give that a go. It's a really lovely chat and it will definitely put a smile on your face. So if you enjoy this episode, please do make sure you subscribe in all the right places and check out our Instagram for the full film as well. Thanks so much for following along and see you next time. First mentioned in 800 AD in the Plimpton Priory, uh, whatever. Not the Doomsday Book, Jack. Might get that wrong. Right, John, whenever you're ready, feel free to take a seat in the chair. I'm, my name is John Evans, and welcome to Maker Church. We're on the Ridgeway on the Rain Peninsula. This church is the parish church of uh, several villages, Kingsand, Corsand, out to Rain, and then down to Cremel the other way. And what brings us here tonight? What, what, what are we going to be doing tonight? We have a fantastic group of bell ringers, and we practice on Tuesday evenings, 7.30. Some of them will be along later. Um, we are also recruiting, because the coronation this year requires plenty of bell ringers. Uh, so tonight we'll be uh, practicing to ring up the bells, ring rounds, maybe some changes, and ring down all uh, together. Brilliant. So, well, can you tell us a little bit more about bell ringing? As a, as a, I think it's something that probably everyone's heard, and very little people have actually put a thought into how it works. Uh, we have ten ringers. We have six bells here. I'll just give you an idea of the, the size. The lightest bell is called the treble and our treble is a quarter of a ton. And we have six, and the sixth bell is called the tenor, and that's three quarters of a ton. So we're yanking on these ropes, bringing these bells full circle ringing, moving these things in oak frames, uh, trying to do it in, in a melodical way. We are traditional Cornish ringers. We do call changes. So how did you learn? How did the, it sounds like a quite a daunting process, actually. How did you... When did you start ringing bells and, and how long have you been doing it for? Well, I was taught by our captain of the tower. Captain was, was Frank Duke. He'd been ringing for 50 years when I met him. He, he died just a few years ago, having rung for 80 years uh, and got his certificate from the bishop, 80 years ringing. But his, he learned from his father. So we, we, we do see a, lot, see a lot of tradition. Anyway, this Frank Duke, taught me and many others. He's probably taught 50, 60 people. And I'm trying to carry on his tradition of teaching new people. It's an important tradition to keep alive, isn't it? It's a wonderful tradition. And of course, in this country, particularly in England, there are hundreds of towers with bells. 
Ours is a typical church tower with six bells. By the time you get to a cathedral, there are 12 or more bells. 12 is, is, is a good number. So locally, uh, Buckcross Abbey has 12. Um, Truro Cathedral has 12. Most other churches have six or eight. A very few have less, three or four, maybe. And do you feel a connection to the space that you're ringing in? Is there a, a little bit more to it than just being up there in that room, ringing bells? Obviously, it's a, it's a really special, beautiful church, this. Um, yes, you're very much part of the church in that sense. But bell ringers are their own people. And so they'll ring church, ring bells for church on Sundays. Half the people will come down and walk straight out the door. Half the people will stay for the service. We are non-religious in that sense, but when we're ringing, our prayers go up or whatever. It's very spiritual in that sense. And it is, it is a really nice feeling when you're ringing well. Is, is that spirituality is really interesting. Is, is it something that you feel is like shared amongst the group of people, that kind of working in concert? Is that quite a special feeling? Oh, yes. We're very much part of a team. And of course, we're a team outside the church too. So really, you can look upon these people as really good volunteers. As an example, we are fundraising for this church to keep it open. The reason we have to do that is because over time, the, uh, in this case, the tower needs repair work. The four pinnacles up there will lose mortar over time, and we know they're losing their mortar now. What the last thing we want to do is see a pinnacle fall and crash through this church roof. Um, so we have a project, it's going to cost 135000 to re-mortar uh, to, to re, um, the pinnacles and the parapets and re-lead the lead roof, which has oak beams underneath, so all of that's got to be inspected too. It's a big project. A massive project, yeah. And do you think kind of the work that you're doing within the community and kind of spreading the word of bell ringing, is that, is that a way you can kind of raise a bit of money, do you think? Many through? of the um, appeal or, or, or make a church restoration appeal, number of those are bell ringers, mm. uh, but the, they will, whenever we have an event, they will be there if we're running a coffee morning or some other event, we've, we can rely on the bell ringers turning up, which is wonderful. Mm. So what, what do you want to see in the next couple of years? Do you, do you, do you feel like the tradition is, is in a good space and it's going to get passed on? Or do you, are you a little worried about the future? Are you a little worried about the fact that the bells might not ring in you know, 10, 20 yes, years? Yes, we're conscious, very conscious that the bells could cease ringing. Um, we're an enthusiastic band. That enthusiasm is infectious. And we hope that that's generated around the bazaars. We, we do uh, publish little articles in our local parish magazine, and that tells people what we're doing. And friends of friends often work. Uh, we are very fortunate. We have a good team of bell ringers, 10 ringers for our six. But if you go nearby parishes, I find it quite difficult. There is, in many areas, volunteer fatigue, it's known as sometimes. There are many organisations that obviously depend on volunteers. Bell ringing depends on volunteers. But once you start, you're hooked and you love it. We've got bell ringers of 60 years, 50 years, 40 years in our town. So if you were to 
describe it to someone who hasn't tried it before? How would you, how would you do that? Um, it's an interesting question because some people said, is bell ringing a sport? No, bell ringing isn't a sport, it is an art. Uh, could it be in the Olympics? No, probably not in the Olympics because it's an art, it's not a sport. But it is a rather special team, team enterprise. Uh, we, we were kind of talking about this a little earlier because yeah. obviously like, it's, it's a very musical thing that you're doing. Do, do you go away and listen to bell ringing as a kind of form of practice or is it, is it something that you enjoy listening to or is it something you enjoy doing or is it both? It's all of those, yes. I, I enjoy listening, but I don't listen for very long. But I, it is a wonderful thing. You visit somewhere in a town and actually are having a practice and you listen for a little while and then go off and have your cup of coffee. It's a wonderful background. Incidentally, bells are the heaviest musical instrument of any musical instrument. And they make more noise than any other musical instrument. 110 decibels, 120 decibels. When you're up there, you know all about it. It's mind, it's, it's brain shattering. So you will take great care when you go anywhere near bells that are being rung, especially large ones. I think, yeah, that's quite daunting, actually. I've just got a flashback to kind of learning to play the recorder. And that's, you know, that's a pretty quiet instrument. And that can be pretty, pretty fatal in the wrong hand. So I guess it is really important to make sure people know what they're doing before they get, a, get shown the ropes, I guess. The bells are hung up the top so everybody can hear them. The farmers can come in from the fields. Below where the bells are, the belfry, there is a sound box. And that is an insulation of sound space. So the bell ring is down below. Don't get blown out by the sound. Um, but once you're in the spiral staircase on the way up, it sounds very, very noisy there when the doors are open. Yeah, I bet the sound really does travel down that staircase pretty, yeah. pretty well. I, I quite li like that idea of you saying you go to different places and you can hear the bells ringing. Do you feel that gives you a connection to different places that you travel or? Um, yes, yeah. there's a connection because if you're a bell ringer, you say, oh, they're not very good, are they? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, uh, you think they're skilled, how good they are, or what a wonderful sound it is in this town, this place. Maybe I'll go and see if I can join in. You're attracted to it. I went to a wedding fairly recently, and they were one short. So I got up from my pew in the wedding and went and joined the bell ringers. That was a delight. Good friends, they appreciated my joining in. Oh, that's great. So, so once you learn to ring then, is it something that transfers to it's different bells all over? It's a transferable skill. Once you can ring a light bell and a heavy bell in your own tower, you can ring a light bell and a heavy bell in somebody else's tower, yes. And we do, we visit other towers, once a year, we have a wonderful outing, taking in three or four church bell, find a nice pub. Um, and in one week's time, in fact, this Saturday coming, 40 or so or 50 bell ringers will come to this church and ring for an hour or two and have a good tea at the end. Is there anything that you would want to say to people watching this and who are maybe a little bit, little bit tempted to, to try, their, try their hand? All I can say is, it's worth a try. What we have done over the last summer and previous summers is open the tower to visitors. And what we do is get all the bell ringers here for a couple of hours, say from 10 in the morning or a bit later, longer than that, 10 in the morning till two in the afternoon, put on teas and cake and all that sort of thing. 
and just say the church is open. Advertise it well a few weeks in advance. And it's surprising. Kids love it. Old people love it. All people love it. And it's an ex what, what is so special about our tower is that we're here on the Ridgeway, on the Rain Peninsula. We can look out over the Plymouth Sound. We can look up the River Tamar to the Brunel's Bridge. We can see Kit Hill, Carradon Hill. Wonderful uh, experience to go up our spiral staircase just to see the view, let alone the bells. But if you can combine the bo both, you have a good afternoon. Mm. Do you, sorry, just on that as well. Do you think that, like, because we went up just before we started recording this, we went up to the top of the tower and it really is a 360 degree view. Do you feel kind of connected to the landscape, connected to Cornwall when you're ringing the bells? Is, is, it, is it quite a special experience in that way? It, it certainly is because here we are next to um, the county park, no, let's get it right, Mount Edgham Country Park. So not only is the church uh, in an exposed position uh, with wonderful views, it's also part of, you could say, Mount Edgham Country Park. It's also in an area of outstanding natural beauty. What more could you have? This is Cornwall, it's wonderful. The only thing I would ask, and I think we touched on it briefly, is just exactly what it is that you love about being up there with that community. And Because when I've come up there before and I spent that evening with you guys, it felt like a really special place and you all get on really well and it's more than just ringing the bells. I suppose the answer to that is, it's like any community or club, you belong to a group, you're all trying to do something together. Uh, you have things to chat about. Um, it's much more than just being bell ringers. Um, but the bell ringing glue is the glue. Uh, and then you go off and um, maybe you meet others and they say, oh, how did that go? Or how did that go? It's, um, it, it is a magical experience. Awesome. Brilliant, John. That was, yeah, a real pleasure for, for me to listen to you talk about it. I'm Anita. I am nearly 62 years old and I've been ringing the bells for 50 years. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about your introduction to bell ringing, how you started? Well, my introduction was when I was about 11. So, um, always, I've been brought up in the village and used to go to Sunday school and my dad was a churchgoer, my dad was a bell ringer and I was about 11 years old and I've turned up here with my dad and he taught me how to ring the bells and Mr Duke was all here as well because he was the captain of the tower then so between my dad and Mr Duke I've become a bell ringer for 50 years. So you say 11 years old I guess that's yes. pretty you'd be flying up and down the ropes at that point. Well I was quite strong I'm strong now so I was a bit of a tomboy <laughs> yes Definitely not a lady. <laughs> Did you start on that heavy one, that three quarters no. of the time? No, we always started on number one then. But we start people on number two now, because number one's a bit too light. Right. It's nice to feel a bit of weight on the bell when you're learning. Is it quite a physical thing then? Is it yes. Do you really feel it? Is it yeah. a workout? When we're ringing the bells up, it's quite hard. We're all out of breath when we've done it, all of us. Even on the, the ladies that ring number one they're a bit older who needs to go to the gym <laughs> oh you don't need to go to the gym no by the time you've climbed up those stairs and put your bell rung your bell up 
your upper body is having a good workout. Yeah. So I saw when we were up there, there was like, uh, there was a, a whiteboard with loads of different numbers on it, one different yes. patterns of numbers. Is That's that... the call changes. Right. So we bring call changes in this tower. So somebody will call the changes. So they'll call out those numbers. So two to three or four to five. And that's when we, we know then that we have to change position when we're ringing. So we hopefully make a nice little tune. So you all, so is everyone rotating around the room when you're doing that then? Is you're, that... No, you're staying in the same place. Okay. You're stood in the same place ringing the same bell, but the bell is changing position, not the person. Right. Yes. We can demonstrate that later. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Another it. layer of technicality. It really is like... Um... It is like a dance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite tuneful. Well, if we do it properly. Have you ever not done it properly? Uh, uh, many times. <laughs> <laughs> More often than not, yes. Well, when you've got learners in the tower, it's quite difficult to do changes properly because if there's too many learners but if you had a you've got six good ringers then you could you know it's a nice tune but if you're putting a learner in between those six then it's it doesn't sound so nice but they've got to learn and we're all very patient and friendly <laughs> and nice to them so if ted and i get on the bells later you promise to be very patient with us uh not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't blame you, actually. I think we'd be a little bit, you know, my, my sense of rhythm's not great, so. Well, I'm not tuned, I can't read music. You don't need to be a musician. Right. I'm not into music at all. I can't play, the, I can't play any instrument, but I can ring the bells. I love that idea of there being layers of community within it. There's your group here, which feels like a special little community when I yeah. met you all before. And then on top of that, there's the... The well, the wider community, yes. And any part of the country you can go. Well, it's like John said, we've got people coming up on Saturday from all over Cornwall. Farm, some of them are proper Cornish, you know, real old farmers. You know? <laughs> but they'll climb up those stairs and they will ring. And they're really excellent ringers. I mean, we used to join the competition for Cornwall, but we're not quite good enough for that now but we make everybody else look pretty good. <laughs> we, we always came last, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> but somebody in the, in the competition, a man or the judge would sit outside in the car and listen to the bells and mark you every time you made a mistake that was a mark against you. So right. the timings had to be, you had to ring the bells up, ring for five minutes and ring them down again and it had to be perfect. Is there a, is there a kind of every church does every church have a sort of different idiosyncrasy with the bells and yes the bells they all feel different the ropes are different because they're different heights um the bells are heavier or lighter some of the ropes are thinner some are thicker some feel like elastic um, and you have to get used to if you're going to another church you have to get the feel for that bell at that church it takes a couple of rings but if you're a good ringer you'll soon settle in and ring the bell fairly well. And do they have different tone? Are the, are the bells in a key? Yeah. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all different sizes, so they all sound different. But it, yeah. say, say if you went to another church and were to ring the same bell that you ring here in another no. church. you. It, I don't it, think it sounds the same. No. 
Ours are nice sounding bells. I think some are a bit tinny sounding. But, and, but I don't know if it makes a difference, but ours are on um, wooden frame and some are on a metal frame. So ours sound quite nice. And the metal frames, I don't think they sound the same. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the people that you ring with? Is it a kind of motley yes. crew? Well, we've got people that come up from Millbrook. We've got them coming up from um, the village of Kingsand and Coulsand. Come over from Plymouth. We've got a man that lives in up in Portsmouth Way. Comes down for the summer and he comes to ring. We've got an American ringer. So we'll get Susan's name in. Um, so she's lovely. Spends six months here and she'll ring with us. We come from all walks of life. I'm an ex-nurse. We've got an engineer. We've got a barber. We've got a pharmacist. Um, a circus lady. Um, so we all get on really well. All different walks of life. We're just a lovely group. You know, it's, it, we are a really friendly group. Yeah, we have a bit of banter, take the mickey out of each other, um, but we don't take offence, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah, I thought there was a really nice atmosphere up there when I popped yeah. in before. We, we talked a bit earlier about the importance of this tradi tradition carrying on. Um, I'd love to go back to you as an 11-year-old, walking up those stairs, having your first go and how that made you feel and how you would want to pass that on to some, the new, the next yes. generation. Yeah. I mean, I love bell ringing and I've got three children and none of them ring the bells. Um, and it's lovely that people can do it. I'm one of the bell ringers that don't stay into church. I disappear out the door. Um, and my dad was the same. He never, very rarely stayed to church. But there's something about it. I wouldn't want to see this church go and I wouldn't want to see the bells go. Um, and it's lovely that new people are learning. And if we can get youngsters up here, it would be lovely. Uh, the trouble is we haven't got many children in the village and they don't, there's no street cred in ringing the bells. So if we could make it more attractive to younger people, but because we're all older, they don't want to come and sit with us gossiping about EastEnders or whatever it is people watch on the telly. So we've got to make it more attractive for them, but I would hate to see it disappear. I will keep going for as long as I can, however long that is, or however long I can carry on getting up those stairs. I will keep going <laughs> and try and encourage people up. We've had little Skype groups up from various places, but they don't live in the village. So it's difficult to get people up here, but I would hate to see it go. Well, my partner Poppy's, we're three days overdue on our yes, first child. I was gonna so, say, yeah, we'll be sure to be bringing him more, up yeah. here. There's more Tom. children coming in the village now, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Tom, few, Tom's doing this, he's, he's doing a lot yes. of work there. He's bringing yeah. a new kid in, and he's bringing some street crab with this project yeah. as well. So, you know. <laughs> yes. so if we could get a few friends of a certain age to come up, because they won't come up on their own, but if we could get two or three of a similar age, 11, 12, and then they can and learn and then pass that on to other people, it would be lovely. Yeah, definitely. I think th there's so many things, isn't there? So many lovely, lovely things like this that 
yeah. are in danger of not being passed on to the next generation. Yes. It would just it would just be such a shame. Yeah, um, I mean, we've got things happening over the summer that hopefully will encourage some people, like we have the open tower, and we're going to do a teddy bear zip wire in the summer from the top of the tower down to the field to raise money for the tower, but hopefully that will encourage families and children to come up and watch their teddy going down the zip wire and a teddy bear's picnic and show them that they can come into church. I, I come into church. I don't stay for the service. I openly admit that. But I love the church. You know, I wouldn't want it to go at all. I really think there's something in that, isn't there, that it... It's such a special place. Churches yeah. are such yeah. wonderful, beautiful, special places that have such a lovely feel to them. If you have faith or you don't have faith, yeah. to still be able to yeah. feel comfortable coming in here mm. and being part of a group. Um, I think, sadly, some people don't, don't realise that that's no, the case that's today, it. and it's a yeah. real shame. Yeah. I mean, when we do the open towers, people love coming up the tower. They say they've never been before. Why hadn't they come? but they, they don't start bell ringing. They love to come up and have a look and look in the, up at the roof, but we need to get them to come back and learn to ring the bells. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting thing that we, I guess across Cornwall as well, isn't it? Like, you know, these, yeah. these is a, this is a focal point for your community, um, but Cornwall's changing. And some of the villages that you say don't have younger people or like they're not able to stay no i guess it's like that's i i'm sure that you don't know the answer to that riddle but you know it's just a shame isn't it it's yeah. a shame i mean people have moved i had to move because of housing and people go on about housing now but it was the same 40 50 years ago when i was at yeah. that age we had nowhere to live in the village so we had to move nothing's changed but at least people are coming back again now. Younger people are coming back. Does, so, does that give you a little bit of hope? Yes, for... yeah. To keep the school open at the top of the hill. Need to have the families back in the village. Definitely. And they are now. There's a few young babies now in the village. <laughs> 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 and there's a few children that go up the hill to the school or get the bus to Tallpoint School now. Not like when we were children. We took up a double-decker bus just for the village to get us to school. Now they just go on the normal bus. There's half a dozen wait for the bus. But we filled the double-decker then. Because where I live in Coombe Park, that's where I was brought up and that's where I live now, every house in Coombe Park and Green Park had a child, had children in the, in the houses. Not anymore. Half a dozen children now in the whole of Green Park and Coombe Park, which is a shame. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. It's well, such a riddle, isn't it? Like, like it's, a tough... says, it's, so, it's such a finding the, the answer to how people feel like they can stay and that, that they have a place and they can make it work. Like I, I moved away. Um, yeah. I'm from Kelstock originally and I... Well, you've got to go away for work. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. And, and we're so grateful to be where we are now but without going away it would have been a real struggle you know to yeah. to move back um and yeah i just hope more and more people manage to make it work yeah. like that and yeah. we can yeah well fun. hopefully it's little little pieces of community like this that you know anchor someone in a place you know like you see you went away as well and you came back yeah, and I came back 
I was fortunate to be able to come back. Mm. Uh, my parents died very close together. And unfortunately, that enabled me to come back. Um, mm. So, but I'm glad I did. They would have wanted me to, my, my dad knew that I'd come back. My mum had already passed away. Um, and he was pleased that I'd come back. And I'm glad I came back. I always wanted to come back. <laughs> and I've come back to Coombe Park. I grew up in number five and now I live in number 22. So it's lovely. <laughs> and you're still ringing the bells. And I still ring the bells. Yes. Yeah, I won't stop. No. And I teach the bells. So I'm with John and another lady, three of us, do what we can. Yeah. Well, I hope a few little projects like this can help to send a few yeah. more people your way. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having a seat in the chair. You can cut all that out. <laughs>